today, the 11th day of the ninth month, is the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks that shocked the world. As a result, news outlets across the globe are running stories marking the anniversary, remembering the victims, reflecting on the change of the last 20 years, many commenting on the lack of progress. As political leaders pay tribute to those who died, everyone who remembers thinks back to where they were on that day. For me, I was on my honeymoon. My wife and I had married just three days before and we were honeymooning in Mallorca. We had no smartphones then, there was no social media, certainly we weren't aware of it. We sat one afternoon in a cafe and as my new wife chatted with me, I became distracted by a small TV mounted on a bracket on the wall above her head. I couldn't fathom if the TV was running a movie or if this was actually the news. Before too long, the reality set in. When we headed back to our hotel, many of the guests were huddled around a TV set in the lobby area. American families were crying. In an instant, the world had changed. As a Christadelphian, I wondered what these things meant. Headlines across the world ran stories like this from the Daily Mail. Apocalypse! For many of us, it really did feel like the end of the age. Surely this extraordinary event, just a little after the turn of the millennium, marked the time of the end. For Bible believers, we wondered in earnest whether this event was part of the big picture unfolding that would quickly see the Lord Jesus Christ return to the earth. Was this momentous apocalyptic event one of the final fulfilments of the prophecy Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives some 2,000 years ago? In Luke 21, we we read the words of the Lord Jesus. There shall be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Surely, this would be amongst the very last signs. And yet, 20 years on, and we're still here. The Lord has not yet come. Since that time, we've been given many more extraordinary signs, and still the Lord is not here. What do we do? Do we stop looking? Do we give up? We never stop looking. The Bible makes it clear that no one knows the day or the hour when the Lord will come. Mark records, but of that day, that hour, knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. The disciples were told by the Lord Jesus at the end of the Jewish age. He said, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso reads, let him understand. And so the Lord challenged them. Who reads, let him understand. You can imagine how quickly those disciples would have recollected the words of Daniel's prophecy, how they'd have poured over the scrolls to read and to understand. The prophecy speaking of the abomination of desolation is recorded in Daniel's ninth chapter. It lays out a remarkable prophecy showing when the end of the Jewish age would come. The prophecy is called the 70-week prophecy. You may have heard of it. It gives a time period of 70 weeks or... 490 days and and we use the prophetic key given to us in Ezekiel to take a day for a year so the 490 days we equate to 490 years and Daniel gives a very clear time starter he says from the time or, or, or rather he says from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem so that's when the prophecy would begin and most scholars reckon this year to be something like BC 457 This was the year, according in history, that the Jewish people were allowed to return from exile in Babylon to Jerusalem to rebuild the city, just as the prophecy had said. 
And the prophecy is divided into three sections of seven weeks, which is 49 days or 49 years, and 62 weeks, which is 434 days or 434 years, and one week at the end, which is seven days or seven years. I put a little diagram there to just show how that split up. But in the last section, that last week, if you like, we're told that in the middle of the week, the need for believers to make sacrifices for their sins would finish. In fact, it would be in the middle of the last week. This would finish as God would provide a sacrifice to deal with the problem of sin and death. Incredibly, when we look carefully at the prophecy, the middle of the last week was the exact time that Jesus was crucified. The one who was sent to be the sacrifice to take away the problem of sin and death once and for all. Can you see on the diagram? That there, in the middle of the last week, in about the year 29 and 30 AD, Jesus became that sacrifice. And in so doing, he caused the need for daily sacrifice in the temple to finish. Daniel's prophecy stated, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the middle of the week he'll cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Do you recognise the language of the abomination that makes desolate, which we read earlier from Matthew, spoken by Jesus so many years after this prophecy was given? That abomination that makes desolate was speaking of the Roman army, who had burned down the Jewish temple and bring an end to the Jewish age. Here, though, is the point. For so many, they saw the prophecy being fulfilled in the middle of the last week. Jesus was that sacrifice. They then expected the end of the age in the next sort of three and a half years. Yet it actually took until AD 70, some 30, 40 years later, when finally the Roman army swept into Jerusalem and the historical events took place which burnt the city to the ground and the words of Jesus came true as the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stood in the holy place. Now tragically for so many the time delay made them give up. They stopped watching. For us the turn of the millennium and the events of 9-11 may have seemed like the end of the age. The reality is though we've all been given more time. More time than the prophecies may initially seem to have suggested. More time for us to work out our own salvation. We keep watching the signs of the time. In Daniel's 11th chapter, he prophesies of a king of the north at the time of the end who would occupy a territory similar to the ancient Seleucid Empire. Now just look at the maps that I've put there on the screen. You can see a picture of the Seleucid Empire. And as part of the Seleucid Empire is the territory of Afghanistan. And America and her allies have now left Afghanistan just in this last month. And they've left a huge vacuum already being fulfilled by Russia. Russia is the king of the north, occupying the territory of the ancient Seleucid Empire. The website, The Conversation, ran this article just yesterday. Russia is positioning itself as a global partner after the US-Afghanistan debacle. So we reflect on these events. We don't lose heart. We don't stop watching. We watch all the more. We need to adopt a mindset that sees the time we're given as an extra day, an extra week, an extra year, 
to prepare our hearts and our minds for the coming of the Lord. The prophecies make clear that the day is near. We may not know that day or that year. We do know, though, that the Lord will come. The Apostle Peter was inspired to write, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And so, as the world around us reflects on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, what should we do? Reflect also. Where were you on that day? What have you done with your life since then? How have you or I used the last 20 years? And reflect also. Did that day seem to bring the world to its knees? It was nothing. The day of the Lord's return will bring the world crashing down. As the age of the Gentiles is brought to a close and a new age is ushered in. If you want to be there in that day, today is the day to do something about it. Mm-hmm.